What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of All Geeks Nerding Out. I mean, the Geek Boutique Podcast. What is happening? What date are we today? We are the 15th of June. Man, summer is in full swing. We're finally getting a little bit of rain. It was Niagara Falls Comic Con last week. At, so, you know, we're going to be talking some cosplay tonight. Before we get into that, we've got a special guest joining us today, Miss Chantal Cosplay. How are Hello. you? Welcome to the Geek Boutique Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, I mean, apparently we've tried to have you have you before uh, and got scoffed by Mr. <laughs> Jeff. Here we fucking go. We're 14 <laughs> seconds in and already we're talking shit. Good to know. <laughs> How's it going, buddy? Yeah, oh, I'm. I, I was great right up until 14 seconds ago, and now it's just all these. See, it's all <laughs> jokes on you. Everything's always my fault. Welcome to the podcast, Chantel. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for the first time ever. Thank you, thank you, Jeff. The first time, and obviously the last time. So, no, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> It's, our, it's already shit talk Jeff time. Gee, there you go. That was fast. Not, I know. Right? That's, okay. When Jamie's on my side, that's pretty. I know. You I know. Know. Especially after what you said to her. I mean, I'm surprised that she hasn't hunted you down yet. But She loves me. She just you has know. a hard time showing it. It's fine. <laughs> well, Jeff, you do make it hard, honey. I really do. I really do. That's what I'm uh, do. Chantal. Yeah. Why don't you uh, give us your elevator pitch? You know, why don't you introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, you know, for the people that maybe live under a rock and don't know who you are. I feel like that's a lot of people. I don't I don't feel like that many people know me. Do that many people know who I am? Um, anyways, I am Chantel. Obviously, that is my actual name. A lot of people actually ask me if my name is Chantel, which is really interesting. Um, but it is. And I am in the online spectrum as Miss Chantel Cosplay to keep it nice and simple for people. Um, I find some people's handles are just so convoluted and I'm just like, who is that person? Hello. <laughs> exactly, Jeff. See, it's Jeff's fault again already. Um, but yeah, so I've been cosplaying, I would say on like a more serious level since about 2008. Um, so it's been a while. Uh, I got into cosplay just cause like, I was always a fan of Halloween. Um, always kind of a nerd. Halloween just sort of started bleeding into the rest of the year, which was great for me because who doesn't love playing dress up? And uh, that's kind of how it started. And then it just about 2015, I really sort of hit the slide and just sort of took off. Um, I started meeting a lot more people who were like in the community. I started meeting more people who could, you know, sewers and, and prop makers and different things to like sort of keep leveling up um, instead of having to go retail, which helps a lot with a lot of things. Um, as I'm sure many cosplayers can relate to. And then it just sort of took off from there. And sort of like the more people you meet in the community, the more you do in the community, right? And then the more you want mm. to do. And then you start meeting other people who are also big fat nerds and just want to go and hang out and talk about nerdy stuff. And then you want to do more nerdy stuff. So that's kind of how it started. That's how it's going. Um, and it's You made like, a good point there about, you know, mate, you know, you had to level up and, and, and started making your own stuff, gave you the opportunity to maybe do things that otherwise you wouldn't have been able to do. Oh, absolutely. I know for me, I, and I think I've said this many times, you know, with the type of cosplays that I do, I, I, I wouldn't be able to afford to buy cosplays like these. Right. I would, I, it's not something I could do if I wasn't doing it myself. So I completely get that, that feeling of how you, and it feeds the it feeds it too, right? Like 
once you start learning something yeah. and doing it and you realize, oh, I can do this. Now you want to do the next thing and you want to go bigger every time and you want to do more. And yeah, we, we always are on to the next thing. We always have a list. You know, it's just, it's every cosplayer you ask is like, oh, what are you going to do? Oh, I don't know. I might do this or I might do that. And everybody, the list just never ends. It just gets bigger. And then you always have 17 things in the works and you're always kind of just doing a little bit of this and that. And the more you learn and the more that people in the community share, the more we all do. And I've noticed like, even just with myself, like I went through the warbler phase and the foam, the foam smithing phase. And, and now I'm into the 3d printing phase. And it's like the more access you get and the more things you pick up, you really start to find like where you fit in. Mm -hmm. I, and like, for me, it's like a lot of people have this idea when they start out in cosplay, like you have to be a makeup artist and a hairstylist and a sewer and a, and a foam smith and all of these things. And you don't have to be everything. It's like, you're going to find the things you're good at. And then you're going to find the things that you ask other people to share with. Like, so there's things I buy, like I don't sew. So anything um, that needs to be sewn, I commission someone, I have friends who help me. And then, you know, and in return, I might 3D print them something or, you know, make them some kind of prop because that's more in my wheelhouse. And it's just sort of like this thing, but you get into bigger and better every time because, and then you learn from other people too. And I think it's really great how, we all sort of kind of come up together. The community for sure, I found anyway, is very, for the most part, very open to sharing and to figuring things out together and to, you know, helping out. And to, I mean, for, I know for me, that's, you know, if it wasn't for something like that, I, again, I never would have done it. Um, what's your first real cosplay? Like, and when I mean real cosplay is that when you decided that, this wasn't about Halloween anymore. You were actually going to go to a con and dress up. What was that first cup? It was Laura Croft from Tomb Raider. Yeah. I did the movie version, um, Angelina Jolie. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, the only pics I got were like cheesy cell phone pics. So they're like, they're what, 10 years old now. So they're so pixelated, but it makes them look really awesome. So it probably makes the, the costume look better than it did. But I remember like putting that together was so difficult for me. I ended up ordering the leg holsters off somebody in the UK. It was like crazy. Like I had to dig all from all over the world to find enough components to sort of put it together. But that was my first. Um, Laura is always going to be my love because it was sort of my first time that I stepped out in something that wasn't for a Halloween party. So it was pretty awesome. And what was it for? There it um, is. Hey, that's actually a shoot I did after the fact. Um, the original, The original photo, I did the braided style. This was sort of a revisit and a, and a level up to the same costume and I actually shot this with a friend of mine um in Rhode Island so I, I love those pictures um yeah so it was it was for a con it was a hey there it is ah! I took this in the bathroom at the con because it was the only place I could find a wall that didn't have stuff on it and uh, as you can see it's super pixelated <laughs> but it makes it awesome um, I even have the stamp on my hand. It was a very small like con in, I think it was Hamilton con or somewhere. I can't remember. I feel like I was in Hamilton or Kitchener. Either way, um, it was like a really long time ago. And I ended up, my friend shot those of me in the bathroom. Um, in, in later times, I ended up sort of Photoshopping out the corner of the hand dryer because you could see it in the bottom corner of the photo. Um, but yeah, it was, it was great. And it was super fun. Um, and then from there, I ended up doing... My first fan expo um, was 2015, and I went in a gender bent Captain America, 
and that was pieced together retail. Um, and it was really shiny. I look back now and I kind of laugh because I'm like, oh my God, I can't even believe I wore that. I don't know if I'd wear it now because um, it was really shiny. And I mean that. Um, there were so many shiny bits. <laughs> but I wanted to like, it was my first time um, gender bending a costume. It was my first time sort of putting something together that was relatively like current and sort of popular because Avengers was all in the swing at the time and all this kind of stuff. And um, yeah, it was great. But I met a lot of people. I remember it wasn't your last gender bend cosplay, that's for sure. Because I remember when we first met you. Yep. You were in your Bucky. Yep. In your Winter Soldier, if I remember correctly. Yep. And I took Um, a picture with you guys as the Predators because I was like, oh my God, look at the Predators. Yeah. Well, that was the first time we actually cosplayed those. There it is. There we are. Although I think that's a still from our video. I don't think that's the actual picture, but yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's just a photo that um, that we took together. I, it was on my phone, I think. Oh, this one was on your phone? Oh, well, yeah, and it was at the limited edition fan expo thing that they did sort of quasi during COVID. Correct. Um, and that was the first time that I had seen you guys in person. And you were coming down. I remember seeing you guys coming down the escalator. And what got me was like the sound effects and the noises. And I was like, oh, my God, they have the creepy noises. Like, I got to go take a picture. And it was pretty awesome. And they I find I out that it. most of those noises are what Rob makes with his mouth. That's 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 the problem, <laughs> Rob. I'm not yeah, joking. Rob, like that, no, like no. the one particular noise, like that clicking the noise. Clicking Rob, noises. That's, that's just Rob. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's well, a recording I didn't know that. That's kind of awesome. It. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we've yeah. got two different like patterns of intonations of clicking, and mm-hmm. he recorded those. And then he put them on our soundboard, and that's what you hear is actually him doing it with his mouth. Yeah, that is amazing. That's yeah, and super creepy, but also a little amazing. bit, just a little bit, but yes, <laughs> quite amazing. And the thing is, is he can't do it very loud, but when he does it right over here on the microphone, it, it sounds really loud, right? So Predator uh, ASMR, awesome. Cool, yeah, exactly, sweet. exactly. That's, that's really awesome. But yeah, I remember that. It was it was great. And you guys like you really stand out in a crowd. That's mm. for sure. Like nobody does nobody does that. Speaking so- of standing out in a crowd, where because you we're talking about gender bands and we're talking about your first cosplays and we're talking about mm-hmm. so we all have our motivations as to who we cosplay and why. And I'm curious about you because you cosplay such a huge range of characters regardless of gender, regardless of, of format, whether it be a comic book character or a movie character or whatever. So what draws you to the character more? A personal connection with it? Or do you see a costume and you're like, not only is that dope, but I know how to do that, so I want to be that. What, is it a balance for you? Or is it more like, I connect with that, so that's what I have to do? I feel like it's probably like, I want to say like 90% just characters I love. Um, I'm a big DC girl, anything from the Batman animated series. I don't care. Even the B characters, I would do them all. Like if I could pull off Clayface, I'd do it. Um, (laughs) so there are just characters that I, that are nostalgic for me that I love so much, like especially nineties cartoons. So like nineties, X-Men, nineties, justice league, um, Batman animated series and Ninja Turtles. Um, so for me, a lot of it is just the connection to like the nostalgia or just loving that character. And then other characters I've chosen because I feel like they're in my wheelhouse because of, you know, like, um, like just, I feel like I maybe look like them or something like, for instance, I did Clea from Dr. Strange at March Comic-Con and because she's played by Charlize Theron, I was like, Hey, I could pull off that look. Like, you know, I'm, I'm about like, I'm age appropriate. I've got sort of the right, 
physique, like facial, whatever, blonde hair, whatever. And so I kind of was like, because I don't typically do a lot of super trendy stuff. I'm not like, oh, this new thing came out. Let me do this. Oh, this movie's coming out. Let me do that. Um, I try to just sort of stick with what I like. And, and I feel like it's more, for me, it's more genuine that way. And I feel like I put more like effort into the costume and I want to do a good job when I really love the characters because I want to do the characters justice. And for me, that's important. And, you know, everybody can choose the characters based on whatever they want to do and however they want to do it. Um, that's just what works for me. Um, like you can see my, my armor right there. Oh, everything's backwards. <laughs> um, that was the first Star Wars cosplay I've ever done. I've been a Star Wars fan for a really long time, but it wasn't until I saw the armor on screen that I was like, that's the one. That's going to be the costume I do. That's the character that, you know, stood out for me. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be on the Star Wars. I never thought I would do a Star Wars cosplay, to be quite honest. Like Trek all day long. I do tons of Trek. I love Trek. I'm always going to love Trek. Um, but that was the first time that I was like, wow, I actually want to do a Star Wars cosplay. I was really shocked with myself, but it turned out it came out well. I'm still working on it. I'm still upgrading it, but you know, so it's, it's sort of 90% that. And then every once in a while, somebody's like, I really think you should do this. And they're like, please. And then I kind of do it because I'm doing a group or something like that. But yeah. And funny, we we're talking about the evolution of, of bringing these cosplays together. So how much was 3D printing a game changer for you personally? And then for because I'm like you, I don't sew either. In fact, right. I don't think JS sews either. If it hadn't been for 3D printing, I mean, foam work is fantastic and 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 the same as Warbler, but the 3D printing takes so much of the guesswork out of it because then you're just sanding, mm -hmm. filling and painting for the rest of your life. Do you have a 3D printer? Is this are you doing the 3D prints yourself? Are you getting those commissioned by somebody and then doing the paint work? How does 3D printed changes change your approach to cosplay? It's for me, it's been huge. Um, like I said, I went through the warbler phase. It wasn't for me. I made a few things and I was successful to a point. Um, foam smithing, I don't know how many people make it look so easy, but I also have a thing, I don't like being sticky. So anytime nope. the glue would get no. everywhere, I just like no. everything would be a sticky mess. And I was just like, you know what? I can't do this. Ah. You're just, you're just um, baby me now. Yeah. I don't like being sticky, Jeff. Um, noted. Not falling into that trap. Um, so what, what actually happened was I got access to a 3D printer at work. And I was talking to my boss about it. And I was kind of like, oh, man, I always wanted to learn how to do that. And he's like, okay, so go learn how to do it. And I was like, seriously? And he's like, yeah, just as long as I pay for my own filament. Um, and it's not costing any money. They don't mind if I learn because it's something that like, it, it's kind of quasi part of my job to know these things. Right. So that's sort of how it started. I started on a really old MakerBot printer that was like eight years old. It's a fussy little thing. Well, it's actually pretty big, but it's fussy. Um, so it was very frustrating. There was a lot of pitfalls and you'd watch these, you know, 3D Looks print like videos. Looks like a cube. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, that's like the original MakerBot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's one of the old, old ones. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I, everybody's like, oh, just watch this tutorial or that tutorial. And it, they, they show you the highlight reel, right? So you don't realize how frustrating it is. Mm -hmm. So me <laughs> thinking, you know, and then there was a lot of talk about, oh, 3D printing is cheating in cosplay. And there's a, there was sort of a, like, sort of a negative stigma I found that came with it. It's it's and, still there, by the way. It's right up there with buying your costumes. It's it's, it's right. Crazy. So I yeah. was like, well, I don't really think that that's a thing because I don't care if you make your cosplay your cosplay out of cardboard and glue or if you bought it at Walmart. Like we're all welcome here. We're all doing the same thing, and we're all doing the mm -hmm. thing we love. Like 
I actually, I love the young, the young people who are just starting and you see them. Like I met somebody um, in Calgary last month, April, two months ago, who made her entire um, costume out of cardboard. And it was amazing. Yeah, there was, was a cardboard like, Batman. Out of cardboard right now. Like this is bonkers. Yeah. So I, I think it's like, you know, and I was kind of like, whatever. And I didn't buy into the hype. And then, but everybody made it seem like it was so easy because it's cheating that I told myself I was going to make a rescue suit from Iron Man. So I went <laughs> miles and printed like a forearm and had a meltdown because I went through like eight rolls of plastic to get one piece and then it didn't even fit. And I was just like, oh my God, they did not tell me the whole truth. So I realized that there's a lot more to it than people let on. And I don't think it's cheating because we put in the same amount of work. And so that's kind of how it started. Um, still haven't done the rescue suit. But None I of it's cheating. Evolve. It's all cosplay. We're all just nerds dressing up on the weekends and playing pretend. What? What's? I, there's nothing's cheating for fuck's sakes. I don't well, care especially yeah. when you spend fifty hours sanding. There's no tests. No, but it doesn't matter. Like, I don't care if you spent three seconds clicking buy it now on fucking yeah. eBay. It doesn't matter. None of it's no cheating. Test. We're all just. Did you bring joy to another human with your costume? Ah, hey, look at that! You accomplished the mission. That's congratulations. Yeah. That's, so I was just like, shit. it's fine. But um, so through that, I actually. Um, now have access to more printers at work because I'm a very lucky duck. Um, but I'm also learning 3D modeling now because I've had the opportunity to um, get into that. And I have people that I, at work who 3D model. So they're like, let me show you some things. And I find that it's been super helpful. It's not easy. Um, but like, at least for me, I'm sure if you have a certain type of like technical background, it would be easy. Um, I don't personally find it easy. But I did find that when I started learning about modeling, I understand the printing process more. I understand sizing and scaling and, mm -hmm. you know, why things don't print properly and why things do print properly. I have a lot less spaghetti these days. Um, I'm sure we've anybody who's ever used a 3D printer has had at least one spaghetti incident. Mm -hmm. um, I think you're mispronouncing it. I think it's biscotti. I think that's how it's pronounced. It's fine. It's cool. Go okay. ahead. Yes, we've all yeah. been there. Of course. Well, you know, we've all, we've all done it. But yeah. Um, it's definitely been a game changer for me because yeah. now I can look at something that maybe isn't available to just click buy it now. And I can go, well, I want that. And nobody has it. For instance, I did the Riddler at Niagara Falls Comic Con, speaking of which, and I did it based off of the animated series. And the one thing about the animated series Riddler is that he doesn't have the question mark cane. He has a different style cane. And I had to model it and print it because like, it didn't, it didn't like exist anywhere. And nobody has it for sale because everybody does who does the Riddler does the question mark cane. So yeah. kind of saved my bacon and I'm really happy with the way it turned out. So, you know, it worked. Yeah. It's definitely been a game changer in the community oh, uh, at large. Yeah. No question. Well, you've done a few different versions of Riddler, right? Just like you've done a few different versions of Joker. Actually, no, this was my first Riddler. Riddler. Was that your first Riddler? It was. Nice. Really? I thought you had another one before that, I too. I thought you did, too. I think I'm just, I think, I think we're just confusing all the different Batman villains that she does. Yes. Because you've got I, a few I, different Harleys, right? And you've got a few different Joker. And uh, what we're saying different, just you have a few different, like, your own personal interpretations of those particular yes. characters, right? I, yeah, I've yeah. done multiple versions of the Joker. Yes. Um, based I think off you've got multiple Harleys, too, right? Multiple I Catwoman. Have, I have multiple Catwoman. I yes. have multiple. I only have two Harleys, but I've only really worn one. Right. Um, but I also do Harleen. So technically that's a third Harley. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, so I tend to do sometimes if I really like a character, like I really love the Joker and I, and I really love um, Catwoman. 
and those characters are always going to be like kind of a thing for me so i will do 18 different versions of catwoman and have absolutely no shame about it and not care hey so that that was my joker based off of jack nicholson because mm -hmm. um 89 movie because who doesn't love jack super classic and that was actually my first time testing my actual hair being green instead of wearing a wig um total fail Oh, but and, well, that's not a fail. I think that's pretty good. But what did you do? Is it like just a spray or? Yeah, it's hairspray. So what I've realized is if you have a full painted face and painted hair, eventually the paint just starts smearing together. Uh... So by the end of this, like the whole side of my face and neck was green. It was pretty awesome. And right. not awesome at the same time. Um, but, you know, this was actually during COVID. It was a it was a cost test during COVID um, for the museum scene Joker. And it was great. I had a good time with it. My first Joker that I did was based off of the animated series, but again, it was gender bent and I sort of did a little bit of a play on the suit to make it, you know, a little more feminine. Um, and then I did the Christmas Joker, which I'm sure Jeff remembers because yeah, I, I tied him up at Comic-Con. <laughs> you sure did tie me up at Comic-Con. Yep. I did for a photo. Yep. 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 Made him a present. Yep. Um, I wasn't alone, by the way. I'd like to point out there were several that she decided to tie up that day. There so. was only three. Well, Jeff, that's still several. That's, that's. Yeah. Yeah, it was at yeah, yeah. What, the Christmas con, right? Like the fan days. Uh, the fan days, yeah, fan days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I did the the holiday Joker, and uh, I brought some holiday cheer to everybody by tying up Jeff. What do you think is is headcanon for people when they think of you though? Because I'm seeing a lot of comments mm -hmm. in there, and they they you uh, clearly you have a huge affinity for Joker, and obviously you said to yourself you're a DC girl, but people really seem to fucking dig your Catwoman. What what yeah. do you think when we ask people if they're headcanon of ship of Mission Tell us what do you what, what, sorry what's yours what's your signature and what do you think other people think of when they think of you? I think like for me I don't know it's weird because it depends on who you ask and when they met me because I it used to be like Catwoman 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 like after I did Returns Catwoman and I think I debuted it in 2016 at MarchCon I think it was just like. Catwoman, please, more Catwoman, more Catwoman, more Catwoman. Like, you know, my DMs went crazy. And a lot of people from that point always remembered me as Catwoman, um, which is, like, that one there that's in the poster. That, that way. Oh, my God, I can't. I'm backwards. Anyway, um, so I sort of got known for that for a hot minute. Hey, there she is. Um, which was interesting. But then people I met after that, I met as the Joker. And the animated Joker suit, when I first did it, I wore it to a couple of cons in a row. Um, because I just didn't have time to make new things. So it was kind of like, you know, a couple of small cons and then a big con in a row as Joker. So a whole bunch of people that met me at that time got to know me as the Joker. And then were actually kind of surprised when I was something else because they had seen me in the Joker mm. so many times. And then, you know, and then there's some people who met me as seven of nine from Star Trek and they're just like, oh yeah, you're the girl who's seven. And I'm like, it's so interesting that like, it's just a timing thing. Like for me, I just consider myself to be a DC girl, like 100%. I'm just like, you probably have seen me in a DC costume of some sort at some point. Um, but yeah, I think it really depends on who you ask and when they met me. Jeff, what's your uh, headcanon for Miss Chantel? I can't say it on the stream. Anyways, um, <laughs> is there still that elusive it's it's bucket totally list? Seven. Is there? So I, I I plead the fifth. Is there that bucket list? Uh, we all have the bucket list, but you have one that's kind of like been either out of reach for whatever reason, either from a crafting perspective or a timing perspective or whatever. Like we all kind of have that white whale that we've never quite managed to pull off. I know you've been in the game a long time, so you've probably done most of what you wanted to do. But is there still that one that you're like, oh man, one day I really want to put that together? 
Oh my gosh. You know what? Considering how long I've actually been doing this, my bucket list is still pretty long. It's surprising. I've surprised myself, but I would have to say um, the Borg version of seven of nine. I want to be like the full board. Yeah. Full board, like yeah. old head. Yeah. 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 We got to get you in touch with the Bakari cosplay. Yeah. I'm sure oh, he can absolutely. About it in That's there. good. I said, he could definitely get you down the right path yeah. on that shit. So yeah. I actually, it was 100%. funny because I actually just went like last month and got the, I found the right fabric finally for the undersuit. Um, that is a really sort of thin, stretchy type of neoprene. And um, I've, I've even watched videos from 20 years ago from the guys who made the suit talking about how they made the suit. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so I'm more confident now that I have access to 3D modeling and 3D printing because I can get a lot of the bits and the bobbles that I don't think I could have put together on my own. Um, it definitely feels more in within reach than it ever has. Richards um, is mostly from the dollar store. And I like know. cast off electrical parts and shit. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, oh, he's got like a hundred bucks in it. Get the it's ridiculous bits and the stuff and the things. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. this is fabulous. Yeah. So we've actually had a couple of conversations about that. Good. Good. I, I told him to warn his wife. I'm just going to pop up in the garage. Like, hey, <laughs> what's going on? Work go me. Here. What are you doing? Yeah. Assimilate me, please. Yeah. So um, that's definitely. That's it. God damn it. We're doing a board group. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. I'm so down. Hell yeah. Like that's that's it. So that's where you imagine a group of Borg showing up at Fan Expo one year. Like you know, you guys are all makers and builders. I'm just gonna Riker in the middle of all the Borg, and you can all try to assimilate me. There you go. Put my leg over a chair and play trombone at you guys and shit. It's gonna be great. I'm totally with it. Sweet. Yes. Well, that was that was always kind of the white whale. Any and a close second following anything with wings. See, that's mine too. That's my white whale as well. So that's cool. Yeah. I really want to do Lucifer um, yes. from the show. Yeah, oh, so nice. I want to have like the suits, the yeah. scotch, the cigarette, and then just hit a button and just white wings. Just that'd be amazing. <sighs> yeah. So I, I, the, I've got schematics for the rig. I've got laser printing for the feather. It's just a matter of actually doing it and putting out the money that's going to cost because it's not going to be cheap. But so yeah. I feel you on the wings part. Like there's something just dope. And either even if they're static or even if they're pulley or whatever. Like I want the electronic ones, but who gives a shit? Like wings are like. They're an immediate tension grabber. No matter now what doing, right? I got to ask you. Yeah. Are we talking like season one wings or just random oh, wings? <laughs> well, I want the big white angelic wings is what I right. want. Yeah. Okay. So, cause that from the comic, he always had the white wings in the comics. So you just yes. never mind with your little, um, yeah, there's guys, there's a bunch of different comments here. So I'm going to try to get to some of these while we do uh Ms. Chantel, do people ever ask you to cosplay certain characters? I think you had hinted at that earlier. Is there All one the in particular you can think of that you were like, fine, I'll do this because it was a group or whatever? Um, I recently did a, a House of the Dragon group, which was actually quite fun. Um, but it wasn't something that was on my list. They were just like, hey, we're doing this group and nobody wants to be, you know, Aegon. Can you do Aegon? Um, and I did and it was great. Um, but the one request I get actually quite a bit and it's, I, I know why, like I know why, is Power Girl. I get Power Girl all the time. Like, hey, you know what you'd be really good at? Or like random DMs or anytime I put like, hey, what's a cosplay you guys like think I'd be good at in Instagram stories? It's like Power Girl, Power Girl, Power Girl. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I see. Well, to be fair, you are blonde and you're a huge DC fan. So, I mean, it's not completely out of left field. But no, yes, I think not. everybody knows why everybody wants you to be Power Girl. And they're they're all right. Uh, Andrew says he would absolutely sign up for a board group. So that's Hey, cool. let's there go. go. Uh, ben says he'll be a photographer. That's cool. 
Oh yeah, uh, Pete says he's already got. Pete says he's already has the hairline. He's referring to himself. He's like, I need to get a Picard. So yeah, by all means, Peter, come on, us Picard. We can we can absolutely use another particular Picard. Um, yes. Wait, who? Yeah, don't listen. Don't, now you guys are asking me questions. Don't worry about this. Isn't about me. This is about Miss Chantel. <laughs> DC. Yeah, she is definitely a DC girl, but thank God she's still a Trek person as well. I am. Uh, Wraith twenty seven saying I love Chantel's Joker in a suit from Phoenix with twenty twenty two and her Catwoman from the animated series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely feels like Joker and Catwoman are probably the two big ones. But yeah, you're right. So many of us Trek nerds just absolutely adore your Seven of Nine, and now your Una as well. So it's... yes, I did. I started doing. You Una know what? After. Your Una was really good too. I will admit, yeah. your Una well, was fantastic. Chantel and I were kind of trading back and forth because we were. I wanted to do Pike, and she was talking Una. So we were like, "Well, where are you buying yeah. this, and where are you buying that?" So we were like comparing notes on the different you know manufacturers of this this kind yeah. of shit speaking of wait, wait, where did you get your badge by the way which one the one i was just holding up yeah your strange oh. worlds badge this is the this is the um this is the new one or the old one yeah that's this the new one whichever one it is it's yeah. from qmx oh huh. yeah i get all of my most of my track badges from them or fan sets um right. i find because they do the magnetic ones which yep. are awesome, and they don't ruin your clothes. I actually just got the leather jacket from Picard, season three. Ah, uh, nice. really? Oh my god, it's beautiful. Oh, uh, <laughs> I want one of those. Hey, that was my first. So this was my first version of Una that I did. Um, I know JS is going to hate this, but it was the discovery version. I know, I know. Version, he, um, hey, it's from season two, and he said season two was fine. It is. So it is from season two. Yeah. and it was like as soon as she came on screen, I was like, ah. <laughs> like I love Rebecca Romaine. Um, you know, I've always wanted to do Mystique and a couple of other like things that she's done. And then when I saw this, I was like, oh, I could do that. And then I sort of put it together. I was supposed to go to the Comic-Con in Windsor and I didn't actually make it, but I had already put the whole thing together. So then I ended up just sort of doing again, cost test during COVID with it. Um, so I started with the discovery version. And then when Strange New Worlds, they showed like the trailer she had a totally different look, different jacket, different hair, yeah. like, different com badge. I was like, come on, man. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the one on my jacket there is actually the Discovery badge. And then this one is the new one. Um. So now I am the proud owner of both. I have many. I have yeah. and I have other Trek things coming up. See, like I'm making plans here. There you go. Next gen we, badge. We, yeah. we talk Next all the time. We were just talking. We did the after show earlier today talking about Strange Worlds. And we were always he and I are always debating about the fact that they're always changing. They change the uniforms from ship to fucking ship. Like it's like one ship will meet another ship in the same Federation at the same time. And they're wearing completely different uniforms, even though they both do the exact same thing. And you're just like, I don't, why are it? What do we what do you is this a well, military organization? Why aren't we all just wearing the same because they know we're a bunch of nerds. I know. They know I we're all going to go out and buy all the uniforms. That's why they do it. Speaking of it. which, if anybody wants the Fluvog boots, they're on sale today only. Oh, for um, how much? $480 for how much? instead yeah. of $560? They're they're on sale for like 400 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, I know. I'm good. It's but hey, uh, yeah. they never go on sale. So this is no, I bit. get it. That's cool. No, hey man, if you guys are in the market and you want to spend that much on a, on some footwear, uh, get it done, do it up. But there's it's just but they do run really small. I will warn everybody. I tried a pair on and they were so tiny. <clears throat> yeah, I've heard, um, especially in the calf, it's a problem. So yeah, the leg part is like really yeah. small, but the foot part also because of the angle of the boots, kind of weird. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, so I went out after season one of Picard and got a custom-made leather jacket for Seven's leather jacket because it's so mm-hmm. crazy and detailed. 
And then in season two, she had a different jacket. And then in season three, she had a different jacket. And I was like, do you know how much I spent on that damn jacket? Mm-hmm. I was really thinking it was going to be something you could wear one, for a while. I feel like the season one look for me is, is I don't know. I like the season one look the best, I think. Yeah. And, well, and then oh, she was she... Commander, and then Captain. So yeah, the president, the president seven in season two, that, that outfit mm. was, <laughs> no, that was very, very good. And then, yeah, she does a very good job with the uniform in season three. There's, there's no question there. So, uh, Wayne, I mean, I made captain, I've got to do it. That's right. Uh, Wayne's asking Chantel, what's a hurdle that you went through and how did you overcome it? So maybe a um, hurdle you ran into and then, and then had a problem with, and then you were able to overcome it. Do you have an example of that? Like costume-wise? I would assume so. Um, I run into like issues with costumes all the time. And I think I think that's one thing that some people in this community do really well is they they talk about their pitfalls as much as their successes. And I feel like maybe more mm-hmm. of us should be doing that. Um, oh, yeah. Like I'm the kind of person, if you DM me and ask me a question about anything, like how do I make something where I got something, I am all in to tell you everything. I've had complete strangers message me and be like, I know you don't know me, but... I just bought the same thing you bought and I'm wondering how you put it on. Like, totally fine. Um, so I think for me, like, I've struggled a lot with crafting, like, props. Like, when I was first starting out, um, I had a really, like, and anytime I would try to, like, put together, you know, fabric things. And I had a really hard time with it. And, you know, you sort of get convinced that you have to do all of these things yourself or, like, it's not, it's not genuine or it's not legit or whatever. And you listen to the haters for a minute. And then you sort of have to just take a step back and be like, you know what? I've tried sewing this like 12 times and sewing is not for me. And you just need to walk away from it and like sort of let it go. And I've made attempts at wings. <laughs> I do not have any. <laughs> so, you know. Attempts is the key word there. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's like you, you, sometimes you just have to keep trying. Sometimes you have to walk away from something. Like I've walked away from costumes for like years, like two years. And then they're like, I never did finish that. And then I go back, but you've learned so many different tricks and tips. And and like, you have a whole different perspective that you come back and it's like a whole thing. And you're just like, wow, how did I not think of this before? Yeah. Lindy saying the same thing. I agree. I mentioned my mistakes. You want everyone to know it's okay. There's nothing more frustrating to me than someone says, go watch like, and no slight to someone like Kamui cosplay or whatever, but you go to her page and she's just like, boom, 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 boom. Look how easy that wasn't done. And now I have like, and I'm like, lady, that's not how this works. That Like your work is dope. And I'm glad that you're taking the time to try to show people this, but you're going to, you're going to make it, you're going to fail. And you're going to make it, you're going to fail. And you're going to make it, you're going to fail. And you're going to get defined by your mistakes because you're just going to keep trying. Or by the way, like she just, don't be afraid to walk away from shit. Like you don't have to yeah. bury your life into a cosplay to a point where you're just punching yourself in the face. It's okay to be like, you know what? I'm my skill set isn't there yet. I'm I'm gonna put that to the side for now. I'm gonna work on some other things. Maybe I'll come back to that. Maybe I won't. Who knows? And there's it's that okay too. To walk away. I've I've grown out of costumes. Um, like just like maybe tried it and it didn't quite work out, or I put it together and wore it anyway, but I wasn't really feeling it. And then I was like, oh, oh, I'll go boy. back and update it and then i just don't because i'm like you know what i wasn't feeling it anyway why am i gonna stress myself out trying to get this to where i want it when i could just do something else i noticed somebody in the comments that i should do hot girl that's exactly what i want to make wings for of course what else would you be making wings for you're a dc girl you want to make wings i think uh, hopefully everybody was able to put that together well and the best part is is that they're static because i can do static wings for hot girl the first time around to get my feet wet in the wing world absolutely Um, which is amazing. Yeah, Hot Girl's like near and dear to my heart. Um, 
I don't well, know you, why you I can't love it so much. be yeah you well you can't be a fan of that original Justice League animated series and not be a fan of Hawkgirl right like that's just you know it's and it's also my favorite version of Wonder Woman um because I just I loved Diana in that show like I love that whole show I love the whole cast I love everything anyways <laughs> I just love it all Sammy uh, Sam Sino here who's all been on the podcast before too say when I got into Leathercraft it was the same watching the big people make all these cool wallets and bags and then you try it and it's like nope yeah unfortunately I don't think. It's it's like on Instagram too. Like no one posts the ugly pictures, kids, because we want to no. go good and everything. So nobody posts a lot of their failures because you want to show off the cool shit that you made, not the shit that didn't work out. But at the same time, it can be discouraging for people that are just getting into the hobby. Like, well, how come their stuff looks so good and mine looks like a pile of dog shit? Like, what's going on? Because it's the fourth time I make it, right? <laughs> oh, or the fortieth time you've made it, <laughs> or whatever. There was an entire right? graveyard of Bucky arms, and there was a graveyard of there Bucky arms in my house yeah. because it was too big, too small, didn't fit, didn't fit. And if you notice in the picture um, with me and the guys, <laughs> I'm not wearing it because oh, I'm in the hand, and I called it a day. I was like, forget it. What are you <laughs> wearing? It. I, I left the sleeve on my jacket and just did the metal hand. Oh, I didn't even notice. Most people did because I couldn't oh, get right. it. I couldn't get it to go. It's like I got the white sheep leather jacket, and you can actually zip off the sleeves so you can have the metal arm. Yeah. And I literally, it was just like one problem after the next after the next, and then I finally Let's got to the last piece of the arm, and it was like, I don't know, the day before con. And the power went out and it didn't come back on. So it killed my print. And I was like, almost done. It was like, like 90%. And I was just like, you know what? I'm done. And I just, I was like, plan B, I'm still going. This is what we're going to do. And actually when Jeff saw me at the beginning of the day, I had the goggles on because I 3D printed the goggles. I don't know where they are. They were sitting right here. Here's my mask. Um, and the Velcro like kept sticking to my hair. And I ended up just ripping off the goggles. And I was like, screw it, man. I'm done. <laughs> I just didn't even care. I was like, you know what? This is it. I'm still Bucky. I'm still doing the thing. I got the like, you know, crazy eye makeup. Let's go. And that was it. And I just went on about my day and I just let it slide. And that is actually something I'm going to revisit, though, because I still want to make the arm. They now have flexible um, PLA that I'm very Yes, trying yes. To so the flexible PLA... Because flexible PLA is not like TPU, eh? You have to understand that it won't be yeah. like squishy flexible. No, I right? don't. Uh, the flexible PLA is great because because there's a little bit of flex. If you drop it, it won't smash. It'll bounce. Yes. But it won't, like it won't, you know, it's not like Yeah, I've rubber, seen the TPU right? where they're literally, yeah, it's rubber basically. Yeah, TPU's rubber, right? Rubber, right? Uh, which you could also print it out of TPU. A lot of people yeah, are doing that now. Yeah, the problem with TPU is it, it's really hard to paint. Nothing it is. to it. Yeah. So I would have plastic, to get like the right color and like all that. But the Flash Forge um, that they just came out with, the Flex PLA, I'm actually really interested in trying that because it, I feel like it has enough that it would make it more comfortable to wear, even though you have like an undersleeve. It just won't be as rigid. So when you're like, you know, bending your elbow, you're not screaming mm -hmm. in pain. Um so I'm interested in trying it. It's just, it's again, it's just the next level in, in 3D printing. And I'm yeah. like, I want to figure out like what I can do next, you know? Yeah, Dana Haven Creatives is saying the same. Like I totally vibe with growing out of costumes mentally. I made a medieval Harley just before the pandemic. And now it just carries too much bitterness for me. Yeah, <laughs> man. How many projects did we, were we all sitting on once that pandemic hit and we all just oh had God. to sit on it? 
right? Like, I mean, you can take photos with it and still, but when you don't, it, I mean, and I know, Ms. Chantel, you're huge in the photo shoots, and I like doing photo shoots too, get me wrong, but there's a oh, difference between doing a photo shoot and then debuting it live in front of actual people. Like, if those are two mm -hmm. different experiences, right? Um, Wayne's asking, though, what's the next con for you guys? What are the next cons you're going to be at? I will I be in Montreal. When is Do you know when Montreal is? Uh, Montreal is the weekend of July 16th, I want to say. Let me just check. Yes. Uh, oop, that's June. Uh, the, the 14th to the 16th of July is Montreal Comic Con. I will nice. be there all weekend. Be there and be square. I will be at Forest City Comic Con here in London on the 24th. I'll be there as a cosplay judge, which is hilarious. But that's that's what I'll be doing. So I'm make sure you about stopping that. in. Maybe I will. Yeah, you absolutely should. It's going to be a good hello. old time. I don't know what I'm wearing yet, but I mean, it'll be a good time. It usually is. It's a smaller con, but it's sometimes it's nice to be at those smaller cons. A little less crazy. Yes, Lindy Cosplay Supplies. She will be there, too. Actually, she's one of the sponsors of the show, and she's helping with the oh, nice. cosplay hey. contest. So she and I and Ray Gray judged the contest last year. I think it's the same three of us judging the cosplay contest against this year. So it should oh, be fun stuff yeah it's yeah, we see one. uh lindy come by the podcast every once in a while i don't think i've ever actually met her any of the other cons she's at a lot of like yeah she was just at niagara falls she'll be at london she'll be at forest city she'll be at hamilton like lindy does all pretty much all the cons she's yeah. always got a booth there so okay, good to know uh and yeah that's uh i was just i just made a post yesterday i think it was yesterday but my witcher by my contacts for my witcher i bought from lindy so i bought nice. a bunch of different stuff from Lindsay. yeah nice. she's got she's got some great ass stuff she really uh, what are you doing for Montreal then, Chantel? Do you have a lineup that's uh, set up yet? Or what? I know what you're doing one of the days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, TNG is definitely on the list. Mm -hmm. I haven't firmed up anything else because it's uh, it's sort of dependent. Like, I'm going with a few people. So um, Saturday, we're doing our big group. And then we sort of haven't really decided what we're going to do on the other days. Um, the Riddler might make another appearance, though, because John Glover was supposed to be in Niagara and he did cancel. Um, but he is on the docket for Montreal. So if he doesn't cancel Montreal, I might bring the Riddler to get my photo that I didn't get, um, which would be really cool. And for those of you who are just tuning in, John Glover was the original voice of the Riddler on the animated series. He was also um, Lionel Luther on Smallville. Lionel Luther. That's yeah, that's mm -hmm. right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah. Uh, and of course, he was also in a brief appearance, but he was also in Batman and Robin. So just so you know, he was one of the wacky scientists. And oh, he was. Batman. That's uh, right. Absolutely he was. Yeah. I, I know we don't about talk that. about Batman and Robin, but absolutely. Robin. He was on <laughs> I forgot Batman about Robin. that. That's right. Yeah. Hey, John, Glo I love John Glover in anything. It doesn't matter to me what he was in. He was still great in that, even though that movie was a steaming pile of. That was, you know, that's the only movie I've ever walked out of the theater on. It's 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 pretty. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It ha it still has its fans. Like it's still weird how so there's still crazy. people that love that film. But yeah, it's definitely whoo. It's it's something. Uh, what's uh, if if you can? Because I know some people get real cagey about this shit. But other than the clearly the TNG stuff, do, is there anything in the pipeline that you're actively either working on researching something that you know that you're going to be doing coming up that you can share with the class today, or do you keep all that class. stuff close to the chest? Um, no, I, I actually don't mind sharing. Um, a lot of times I just, I don't get super like, this is what I'm going to wear. And then I, in case something happens no, of course. the night before and I don't wear it because I don't want to disappoint anybody. And I, no, no, I think that's another thing that we do. We're very worried about what other people, um, other people's like expectation level. Um, so the Riddler is something I actually planned out a while ago and I just did that successfully, but I am planning on working on a hot girl. And uh, <laughs> some wings. we'll see how that goes. I actually was just talking about it two days ago with somebody like in depth. And I'm like, I think this is, this is it. I think this is the year. 
Um, and then my, my Borg seven, that is definitely something that I do want to start as soon as possible. And it is going to take a significant amount of time, which I'm expecting. Yeah. Um, so those are kind of the two things. Um, if anybody's curious, the TNG character I'm doing is actually Dr. Crusher. Um, I think some people thought I was going to go Deanna. Um, so that should uh, be did fun. you, did you see she just added to fan expo, by the way? I did. Yes. I got so many Just messages. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we oh. all messaged each other like you fucking choose coming. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, man, come to Montreal, come to Montreal. Because yeah. a lot of the Trek people are also gonna be in Montreal. So Oh, really? Eh? Okay. Yeah. So I was like, hmm. <laughs> Maybe yeah, it's added. turning out like there's gonna be a pretty good trek showing uh as far for as fan the expo, celebrities yeah, go yeah. for fan expo, yeah. 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 I just did yeah. Mortar City and there was quite a few Trek people there too. It was actually um, quite funny because Jonathan Franks and Brent Spiner had their booths next to each other for the autograph parts. And every time Jonathan Franks would like take a booth photo with someone and he would stand up, Brent Spiner would be in the background like photobombing. It was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. They did it to each other all day long. Um, and I'm like, that's awesome that they're like, you know, such good friends. So yeah, I'm hopeful. Um, there's actually a group of us who want to put on our, our strange new worlds, uh, costumes or like uniforms and, and go get a group shot with, um, Pike and Spock. Yeah. Yeah. We're probably going to do that too. Yeah. Oh, this is at fan expo. Yeah. Borges was yeah. telling me about that too. He's like, please yes. bring your pike, be your pike and do it. Now yeah, I know fan so. expo does limit the number of people that you can have in one shot with a guest, with a celeb. So you guys yeah. need to be mindful of that. I actually, I think it's at three now or something. It's not like, Seriously? yeah, you can't have like seven people in there anymore. Cause I probably cause money issues. I would assume they don't want people like splitting a photo that much, but what if we I show up with media badges? Well, I don't know if that would be different or not. I'm just saying, I believe the limit now is either two or three. It's not as right. many, anywhere near as many as it used to be. So yeah, just, you know, who's going to start, who's going to start the position to have the geeks in Montreal. You know, would you, guys, would you guys, would you guys go to Montreal at this point? Cause for, I feel record, like that would still be I too far. I have mentioned it numerous yeah. times yeah, yeah, to the yeah. geeks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Montreal, I mean, it'd be doable um, if, again, if we had the support of the con, right? If, like if only you spoke French. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> but if the con helps us out. Parlez-vous de français, huh? We could totally could make it happen. Poutine, but, I, can say, I can say whatever yeah. JS will teach me to say, and that's all I can say. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a good con. It's fun. I've been a few times. I enjoy it. It's... um. It's it's good. It's got a good. I like it. I it's got a good vibe. The masquerade is great. Um, there's lots of like pluses to the Montreal Con, um, you know. And then of course the there's always the the like the Doctor Who Society and stuff is always there. Like the the usual suspects from our our local cons are always also there. Oh um, really? The the local Doctor Who people go yeah. to Montreal as well. Oh okay. They do Montreal. Um, huh. There's also a. For all the Trek people, there's a Klingon group that does Montreal on a regular basis. Yeah, but they they have a Klingon group in Quebec. Uh, yeah, like there's there's a Klingon group there. There's um there's a Viking group, which are they're absolutely well, great. Um, you can hear them yelling through the con like all day long. It's pretty awesome. And and but there's always like a few familiar faces, even though it's all the way in Montreal. Like it's kind of nice. Speaking like of it. cons, I think we'd probably be remiss if we didn't talk about Niagara Falls, Niagara Falls Comic Con that literally just went by last week. I know uh, JS uh, and Rob and Jen were not there, but mm -hmm. I was there, editor Megan was there, and of course, Miss Chantel was there for a day. Uh, we talked about it a little bit on the pre-show, but why don't you give us your quick impressions of, of what Niagara Falls Comic Con was like for you this past weekend? Um, 
Niagara Falls Comic Con for me, like I find it's a lot of, there's always a lot of horror genre stuff, which isn't my bag, um, which is totally fair. Um, but I'm sure for the the horror genre folks, it's it's amazing, which is also why they do Frightmare at the Falls, I'm assuming. Um, but it was, it was good. There was a lot of, I felt there was a lot of missing faces this year though. I feel like a lot of people that I, I'm used to seeing there weren't there. Um, more guests than vendors. Um, the vendors were pretty much the huge. Um, and I had the opportunity of interacting with Giancarlo Esposito, who was absolutely lovely. Um, he kind of made the day, I'm not going to lie. Um, he was just so nice. Like when you, when you do celebrity interactions, it's like, it's always a crapshoot. You never know if you're going to get a really good fan experience or if you're going to get a mediocre fan experience, or if it's going to be a little like kind of, here's your signature. Okay. Bye. Um, but he was absolutely lovely. So that was nice. Um, and you know, so it kind of set the day on a good note for me. And yeah. I did get to see, you know, the, the, the regulars, some of the regulars anyway, um, of the people that were there, which was nice. Um, and I got to like see some people I haven't seen in a while, which is also nice. The only, the only downside for me, like, um, Niagara tends to be a one day con for me. I always usually just do the Saturday. Um, and the biggest part for me is the, the lineup getting in. I've never waited less than 45 minutes to an hour to get in, no matter what time of day I show up. And I find it really ironic. It makes me feel like when I was 19 going to the bar and they used to hold the line outside to make the club look really busy, but then you get inside and nobody's in there because they're all outside in line. Mm. Um, not that Niagara's like that because Niagara's also very busy inside, but I feel like no matter what time of day you go, you're in line for an hour and there's not a lot of shade. So you tend to be sort of in direct sunlight or sort of baking in your costume before you can get in the doors. Um, so that's the biggest pitfall for me with that con. But once you're inside, it's fantastic. It's funny uh, that you're mentioning the niche and sort of what they've explored, because clearly on the Toronto con side of things, especially Toronto Comic Con and Fan Expo, they've clearly gravitated more towards anime than anything else. Those vendors and artists there at Toronto oh, Comic Con this year, probably 70 to 80% anime. Whereas like you said, Niagara Falls Comic Con has kind of gravitated more towards the horror side of things mm -hmm. just to try to find their niche and separate themselves from whatever it is they're doing. Yeah, the line management at that con has been garbage from the jump and it just does, they just don't seem yeah, to be getting any better great. at it. Like I don't get why it's so bad. Uh, re-entry has gotten better but uh, even then communication at that con is really terrible because i think a lot of the time they're just they're just not talking to people and they use third-party security that's not volunteers the security works for like the place as opposed to the con so a lot right. of the times they're not they don't have any con answers they just have place yeah, answers never know what's going on. a lot of the times that conflicts with the con answers so you're just like i don't know what's going on right now so yeah, yeah. I know for me, we never miss it, but only because of like, it's the con is almost like the bonus. Like for us, it's just a trip to Niagara Falls. So we could just yeah. like all get drunk and hang out and have fun all day. And, and the, the venue itself, the entire convention center is a licensed venue. So we can drink in the venue. And this year they set up a patio at the front that you could just walk out on with your badge on or your, your wristband or whatever, and then just come right back in again. So you can go on the patio, get a beer, grab a hot dog and just sit outside in your cosplay and interact with people like that too. So it, it helped us break away from, cause you were there Saturday, but you missed Friday and Sunday, Friday and Sunday. It was, it wasn't dead, but it was nowhere near as busy. It was on Friday. Like it was Sunday actually kind of surprised me because Sunday is usually almost as busy as Saturday. And it mm -hmm. absolutely was not it looked closer to the Friday as far as the crowds went. So it was just Saturday. They got really, really mental there. But as a volunteer, we tried. We know, Michael, we get it. It's not It's not you guys. It's no, clearly it's totally you guys not. individually. It's more, it's coming from the top and filtering its way down. So 
Uh, it's yeah, just I applaud all the volunteers at yeah, all no. of the cons, like to be there all day answering the same question, like over and over and over, yeah. showing people where things are like, and you're doing it like on like for your just for funsies, like there's no, no you're volunteers, literally. But yeah, I think for, so, for you, I think you guys also probably need to advocate for yourself so that you don't have to put up with us being annoyed with you. Because when we go to three different volunteers to ask the same question, we get three different answers. That's yeah. not your guy's fault. That's a lack of communication from whoever's running you guys. Yeah. But you guys need to advocate for yourselves to be like communication needs to be clear. Maybe you guys need earpieces with walkie talkies. Maybe you guys need a better way to communicate ideas with each other or figure out what a, a specific policy is based on whatever it is that you guys are doing. But yeah, it's not on you guys at all. It's completely on the con. But yeah, no, the, the volunteers are always great. Like even when we were standing in line for our like photo op, um like the the table photo op the volunteers were like did you need me to take a photo for you like they were really like helpful and like holding our stuff and like it was awesome so that we could yeah. have a full fan experience which is nice because sometimes they just kind of stand there and, and look at you <laughs> and you're just like mm. um, you've got all this stuff in your hands you're like oh and then you're in your picture with like everything you bought that day because you don't know where to put it <laughs> but no they they were great everybody that i interacted with on a volunteer level at the con was fantastic as usual um and again, I applaud them like they're on their feet all day. It's hot. It's not fun. If you guys want to have a little bit more of an insight on that situation specifically, uh, Michael actually talked about it on his podcast on Monday. So go check it out. Monday Night Nerd, Michael, uh, not Michael Corp, <laughs> Myers Corp Creation on YouTube. Uh, yeah, it was uh, actually quite interesting to hear his point of view being on the volunteer side and that's what alicia um, is saying there cncc volunteers always seem to be best of the best yeah we yeah we're it, we, yeah if it sounds like we're shaming the volunteers we are not we're shaming no the higher ups yeah, that con it's, that, that yeah, it's, communicated it's, it's organization and they have yeah, nothing to do with that yeah yeah for sure mm -hmm. Yeah, really wish I could have been at NFCC. Says Lady Phoenix. Yeah, it, it, yeah. So again, it, it was it was it was a great time, and uh, and boy, let me tell you, uh, my experience was interesting, but more so the guest experience because there's clearly three different sectors of guests that they bring in now. So they have like this little I don't want to say legit celebs, but like the TV, movie, and voiceover celebs, right? They have those yeah. guys. Then they have the wrestlers. Yeah. And they don't skimp on the wrestlers at NFCC. They have a huge wrestling contingent there. And now they've actually started to bring in some sports personalities. They brought in a couple of hockey players, like former Toronto Maple Leaf hockey oh, really? players. They had, they had Wendell Clark and Rick Vive there. So if you guys are into sport puck I at totally all. missed that. Right. Well, everybody else did too, because nobody was at their two tables for the entire con. Like even on Saturday, nobody was approaching them because I don't think a lot of people knew there's so much bleed over from cosplay to wrestling because, I mean, let's face it, wrestling pretty much is cosplay right you adopt a character or a gimmick and you put on a funny costume and you go out and you pretend all day like it's wrestling is cosplay and cosplay is wrestling so i get the the tie in there but i don't think a lot of cosplayers and nerds and geeks are necessarily into sports all that much so i don't think a lot of people knew who those two guys were even though those guys are like living legends mm -hmm. when it comes to hockey in toronto but the wrestlers like nobody though nobody knew they were going to be there either because yeah, i had no, no idea publicity about them being there when we yeah but when we like we came down like i only did it one time i know they did it a bunch i only did it one time we came down like the, the like the the walkway where you can kind of walk past all the different tables for the celebs and getting through the initial line of celebs even with giancarlo like all those no problem at all we got to where all the wrestlers were and it was a fucking wall of oh, yeah. like you could not get anywhere near where the wrestlers were you had to go around or you had to fight through like a salmon during mating season, just awful. <laughs> 
so so popular the wrestlers there. and i know early on i remember when they first started bringing wrestlers into these cons i remember some of the hardcore geeks and nerds were like fuck that why are they at our con like they got nothing to do with like geek and nerd shit and all this stuff and i'm like they're here because they're a draw and the con is just trying to make money and sell tickets and look at the fucking line for the big show or trish or leader like whoever yeah. like I remember when Ric Flair was there a few years ago because we had a booth. Teresa and I had a booth at that point. That dude was at his table when the con opened. He was there till the con closed and he returned every fucking woo that got wooed at him. Like he was <laughs> the consummate professional. And I'm like, that's why he's there because he's, why wouldn't they have that guy there? He's not giving me time. He's loving his face. Yeah. So, yeah, most wrestling fans are comic fans, not all comic fans, wrestling fans. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's an interesting experience. I work, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a madhouse. Yeah. Sam saying he worked Flair's table that weekend, just a madhouse. Yeah. We were literally like kitty corner to him, Sam, where our booth was. It was right by the celebs. And yeah, it was absolutely bonkers what Rick was doing that that weekend. And just just you could tell how much he cared about the fans and what was going on. So wrestling feels like it's bigger now than it's ever been. Right. It's crazy it. to me. I agree with that. So of course they're tapping into that. Like you got a guy like Bret Hart there. Like Bret Hart for like a whole generation of kids, Bret Hart was like their guy. Like mm -hmm. he it was, was their Hulk guy. Hogan. I had the glasses. Right? Yeah. I, you know, and also I had like an ulterior motive. I thought he was just so dreamy. I was Heart like foundation. Oh my gosh. Like seven-year-old me was like, oh look, he's so dreamy. Oh, it's Brett. I love him so much. <laughs> yeah, like he was amazing. He was actually in um Calgary too, and he's got like the whole thing in Calgary. But yeah, of course. Yeah, nice. like, I'm there for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a whole it's a whole thing. And it's I just funny how the experience is evolving, right? Like at the different cons and how each different con is sort of evolving in its own way. Like we talked about NFCC clearly big on the wrestlers and the horror, Toronto Comic Con and, and Fan Expo big uh, getting bigger and bigger on the anime and stuff. So as far as Which, the big yeah, cons I find go. It interesting. I find that like 90% of like um, the the creator side. Um, oh my gosh. What do they call that? Uh, I totally forgot. Like Artist totally Alley. Alley. Artist Alley. Thank you. Oh my God. I was like cosplay Alley. Nope. That's not it. Okay. Yeah. But I find like a lot of Artist Alley is like 90% anime now, which is interesting to me. Um because I feel like when I first started going, it wasn't quite like that. And no, it's, not even and close. It's interesting that it's taken that turn. Because yes. you also have Anime North, which is just for anime. Right. Kind of. Yeah, mostly. Um, and then, you know, but it's still so prominent. But I mean, hey, whatever works, they're going to go with whatever is going to hundred percent. And I get how the tie in between, like, obviously, artists and anime, like, that's what anime is. It's, it's artists, like, starts with manga and moves over to anime or whatever. Like, I get it. And it's so ridiculously popular with that particular crowd that, of course, they're going to bring it because it's going to sell. Like, that makes the most sense, yeah. right? Like, no one's buying, yeah, not my booth. No one's buying boosts to lose money. Like, people are paying boosts to make money and they know they can make money with anime shit. Like, it, it makes sense. It's very popular yeah. right yeah not my booth yes debbie we know we it's know. not your booth we know hey man i'm not i anime, hey, that's another tried... thing guys if you're going to i mean i'm hoping debbie's going to be at at uh uh fan expo but if you're going to fan expo go check out her booth uh she makes some dope stuff and uh, she'll even make custom stuff for you if uh, you're nice to her so you know uh go check it out yeah i'm getting texted by someone S saying i'm saying anime wrong what am i how am i supposed to say it am i saying anime it wrong Anime? I thought it was just anime. She's like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm getting laughed at for the way I say anime. I don't know what I'm saying it wrong, but if I'm saying it wrong, guys. Correct me by all means. I'm not sure how you're saying it wrong, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've tried. I've tried. People are like, hey, if you don't like anime, you should watch this. And everybody has a different suggestion. And I've tried a lot of them, and I, I can't. I try. I don't. Hey, uh, guys, we've uh, we've been on for an hour. 
And uh, we haven't talked about one specific cosplay that I think for me is is the favorite. It's my favorite of all your costumes. Of mine? Yes, and oh, it's okay. your Batman who laughs. Oh, ha! my that, heavy metal one, yeah. You're, uh, you know, uh, uh, not a, not a big big fan of the heavy metal series and the different characters, but the Batman who laughs. I mean, a lot of people do it well, but again, another gender band that I think is. Plus freaking amazing uh you wore this last year actually you wore it a lot last year you went to a bunch of concerts did. didn't you i i wore it to i debuted it at c2e2 in chicago yeah um and it was very well received i was quite surprised it was my first time at that con um and i couldn't see <laughs> but i just sort of ran around all day sort of looking under the visor like oh hello well is that how you see you can only see through on the underside right yeah because you know, I've learned since I made it. Um, it's actually sitting right here. So I've learned since I made this little puppy that you can actually put like mesh eye holes. I didn't know that. That's what the other cosplayers do. Oops. Um, so I didn't know that. And I actually made it solid plastic. It is 3D printed. Um, so yeah, I could only see underneath. So I was walking around with my head tilted up all day like this and like mm -hmm. walking into people, bumping into stuff, kicking things over. Um, I met a lot of people that way though. And I'd just be like, Oh, hello. And then I would like make a joke like, Oh, I'm Canadian. This is how we say hi in Canada, you know, like whatever. <laughs> and, um, I actually met like a lot of people doing that. Um, even Odin creates, I don't know if anybody follows his YouTube channel. Yeah. Odin um, makes Odin makes, sorry. Yes. Um, creator maker. Um, he had like a floor fan and he was dem demonstrating the new Ryobi like maker tools and I walked right into his floor fan and like booted it with my boots. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And I like looked up and then there he was. And I was like, why do you look so familiar? And then I'm like scratching my head, like I'm in another country. How do I know this person? And then I was like, oh my God, you're the guy. And then we had like a whole moment. He was really awesome. Um, he seemed to not care that I broke his things and he took pictures with me and he was super lovely and it was a great experience. So then I ended up bringing it to Fan Expo um, at the request of you, actually, JS, because I wasn't planning on wearing it at Fan Expo. Um, but you asked me to join the DC meetup with it. So I did bring it so that people here could see it in person. Um, again, a gender bend. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the heavy metal series, but I do like the artwork, like mm -hmm. the way they're making everything sort of so extreme. Hey, there we are. There we are. Um, All the Batman. And it was, it was really fun to be able to um, you know, sort of have a goth girl moment and go back to my, my teenage angst. And, and also like, I could be super creative with it because it could, it could have been whatever I wanted because it's so over the top as it is. And I, you know, I sort of planned it out, like how I wanted it to sort of look and fit. And then I messaged Nada and I was just like, I need you to help me make this thing. Cause like, I cannot make a corset. And she was just like, okay. And she's like, what do you want? I'm like, well, I want the thing and the buckles and the stuff and the big sleeves and the stuff. And she was just looking at me like I had 16 heads. And she was just like, okay, well, we can try. And uh, that's what we came up with. And uh, the best part about it is it set off the metal detectors at C2E2. So that was my <laughs> that was my favorite part of wearing it. I went, walked in and I handed the guy the, the mace. And I was like, oh, here, this has like metal connectors. Like, you know, you might want to take this like prop check or whatever. And then I walked through and it was like, because <laughs> it has, you know, 60 buckles and 60 snaps on it. It's, it's a lot of metal. And, and the guy's looking at me and he's like, I got to pat you down. I'm like, dude, where am I hiding anything? Like, <laughs> but it was, it was pretty awesome. So 
it was it was it's a lot of fun to wear um other than the fact that i can't see and you know you can sort of ham it up and just be crazy and i did bring it to calgary this year um and just walk around laughing all day at everybody which was also fun <laughs> didn't you also take it to was it new york i have never been to new york what was the other big u.s one you were at last year that it was you just it, to? it was just c2e2 Oh, that was it? Yeah, that was the only one I brought it to. Ah. And then I brought it to Fan Expo because um, C2 last year was in August. So at the beginning of August, I brought it to C2. And then at the end of August, I brought it to Fan Expo. And then this April, I brought it to Calgary. Ah, interesting. It, it, interestingly enough, it flies really well. Oh, look, it's me as the Phantasm. That's from this year. That's from C2E2 this year. Um, I brought my Phantasm out of the closet. Um, because again, another another favorite. Another great DC character. So good. Mask of the Phantasm is one of the best animated DC movies like of all time. So it might be the best movie. Batman movie of all time, as far as I'm concerned. It's so good. Right up there with uh Red Hood, but yeah, it was it's so good. It's like my it's my favorite. I love it. Um, and this actually got quite a reaction. I wasn't it's weird, it's like you forget that you're not the only person who loves something. Because when I stepped out on the con floor in this, like, people were like, oh, my God, Phantasm. Like, nobody does Phantasm. And I was like, really? Nobody does this? And then I was like, yeah, I guess not. I haven't really seen anybody else do it, um, except maybe, like, one other cosplayer. And uh, so it was very well received. And it's really it's really fun. I think every cosplayer likes when a costume is well received. Because mm -hmm. um, it sort of gives you, like, it keeps you motivated and it makes you want to do more. Um, it's like when the kids, you know, the kids like your costumes and, and then you're like, yay, like a five-year-old thought I was awesome. <laughs> and somehow for me, like when the kids like me, I think it's even better. Like, I like when the kids like what I'm doing because kids have no filters. Kids are completely honest. If a kid doesn't like something, they're going to tell you. So when a kid tells me they like my costume, I believe them <laughs> and I believe that it's good. And that just makes me want to do it even more. So. So is the hand 3d printed or is that foam? Uh, no, that's 3D print and the mask and the mask and the mask, which was here somewhere, it's somewhere. And I'm assuming the gloves and boots are just found, found parts, found gloves and boots. So funny enough, I actually, I, yeah, I bought the boots. They were, I bought them off marketplace for like $10. It was amazing. Um, and they the worked. Best. Yeah, they worked. And I tried to dye them a little bit darker to match the gray better. And they didn't really take to the dye, but whatever. And then the gloves I found um a pair of gloves on amazon that was the right shade of gray to match the cape um, because the cape and the suit are custom made and then so what i did is um because one of my swords a lot of swords they don't like making gloves gloves are very difficult apparently um which i can imagine um so i got the gloves off amazon and then what we did is we just made the top of the glove right so we cut the gloves off of the amazon gloves and then we made like the little fabric like arm piece and then sewed it together um so that they look it look like looks like it makes sense right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which was which was super fun and it, i think it all came together really well um and again that was another thing that i actually sitting right here when i 3d printed this thing getting the blades to stay on was really difficult because i was not using really good 3d glue i have learned so much about adhesives let me tell you mm -hmm. um so it was it was kind of precarious getting these to stay. I ended up actually putting a little tiny screw on the inside and screwing through the plastic, and it was a whole thing. Um, 
but one of my favorite things that I've ever made. I'm probably going to remake this at some point because as you can tell, there's like still print lines and stuff on it, but. We can't tell. It's one of those things where it's like, I, I know what I didn't know at the time. So all of the things I didn't know about finishing 3D prints, I've learned so much about that since I made that. It's like every time you do something, you pick up something and then you're mm -hmm. like, oh, next time I'm going to do this and next time I'm going to do that. So it's kind of fun. It's even like my, my shredder helmet that's like sitting right here um, and my bucket in the back there, my armor bucket. It's just every time I have to redo something, I, a new technique, a new thing. I, it's like you just keep leveling up. We all start somewhere and like, you know, if you keep doing it long enough, eventually you're going to get better. And that's the best part is that we just keep getting better. How do you get to Carnegie Hall, man? Practice, <laughs> practice, practice, right? So. Or yeah. you buy a ticket. Should have worn this. Buy a that's right. Yeah, there you go. There. Perfect. Debbie's saying you're always learning with cosplay. That's why you do upgrades. Yeah. I mean. 100%. Yeah. I, um. I had never done that, gone back and revisited a cosplay and, and really properly upgraded it until I did my my Revan. I, I redid my Revan helmet, redid my cloak, I redid, you know, a bunch of the undersuit. Um, and you almost get a whole new appreciation for your costume after you've re, you know, you upgrade it, you revisit it, and all of a sudden now... For me anyway it's like cool again now i want to wear it again right so it's like wearing it again for the first time yeah 100 percent. it's well even my armor like i wore it to march comic con yeah and ended up changing a whole bunch of stuff before star wars day like a couple weeks later oh because, did you really yeah because i met it was funny i met emily swallow at comic con which yeah. was amazing she's lovely by the way and she was like, wow, you look really good. I really like your costume. She was very complimentary and all of this kind of stuff. And then um, season three of The Mandalorian, you actually see her not in the dark. Because the first two seasons, like almost every time you see her, she's in the forge. So it's dark. And then in season three, she's out on the beach and she's in daylight. And then you're like, as you can see, the colors are different. Um, you see the colors and you're like, oh my God. I was sitting there this whole time thinking her chest plate was copper. And it's red. It's and red. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I ended up changing a bunch of stuff. I changed the fur. I changed the chest plate colors. I added there's some piping on the skirt that I couldn't see before. As things go and you get better pictures and you get better views of it, um, mm -hmm. you start to realize all those little those little things, right? Um, and because this is a costume I'm planning on wearing like in the future, it's definitely one I'm dedicated to. Um, I just keep I just keep looking back and going, okay, when am I going to, I'm going to tweak this and tweak that and change this and, you know, make it more comfortable. And then um, I was fortunate enough to have Emily sign my bucket. So I had to retire it and had to start a new one. So I have that like half finished. So you're making another one now. <laughs> I am. Yeah. I, I don't want to wear it because where she signed it is like right by the ear. So every time I take it on and off, I'm putting my hands on the part that's signed. Mm -hmm. I'm like, eh, nope, I'm just going to retire it. But that was also my very first 3D print ever. Um, really? Yes. It was the very first thing I ever 3D printed. Oh. Um, and it was rough. Like it was, it was a reprint probably. Like the horns didn't print. It was all kinds of stuff was wrong with it. Yeah. And I set it aside. It actually sat on this mannequin head right here for three years and I didn't touch it. I did not really? go back to it. I left it. I was like, 
this thing is never going to happen. Um, I'm just going to leave it alone. And then, you know, the Mandalorian just got so damn good. And I kept seeing her and I was like, I never did go back to that. I never did go back to that. Cause I started with that bucket and then I went on to the rescue suit, which ended up also being a complete disaster. And then when I got the message that Emily was coming to March comic-con this year, they were like, okay, the armor is coming. Like, what are you going to do? And I was like, ah, so I ended up taking like, you know, the last few weeks before con and throwing it together and finally finishing the bucket. And it was a lot of sanding and a lot of, a lot of things. And it still wasn't, um, it still wasn't what I would have wanted it to be, but it was good enough. And I was proud of myself for not just chucking it and starting over and sort of going back and, and putting in the time and, and being like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to let this defeat me because <laughs> it defeated me for three years. It defeated me. And, uh, you know, and I think it turned out and the fact that I got it signed, it's so, it makes it so much more like valuable to me now because I'm like, that was the first thing I printed. I didn't give up. It took me three solid years, but I didn't give up. And mm -hmm. I think it ended up working out in the end. So I can't really complain. Oh, it looks amazing. Uh, our, our buddy Richards finally made it on also saying hey, the armor. we were talking about you. We were you talking were about him earlier. Uh, Debbie is saying, regardless if you wear it or not, you should lacquer the signature. That's not a bad idea. That way you'll know. Yeah, I have clear coded it. Wash away. Yeah, okay, I have clear coded good. it um, just for storage um, to like, because I'm going to put it up on the show. Well, right now it's our friend, on mannequin, but yeah. That cannot possible hey. has joined us as well saying, hey guys. By the way, folks, um, Chantal here and Becca were at Calgary Expo. Yes, we were. Uh, and Becca's filmed some videos for us that I'm turning into these quirky little, you know, 10 to 20 second reels. Uh, so those are going to start coming out on YouTube, hopefully within the next couple of days as well. So keep an eye out for those. There's one specifically with Miss Chantal over here. So keep your eyes out for that. Um... Yeah, Becca and I just did a shoot together, too. Oh, did you really? We have the same birthday. We're birthday twins. Oh, I did not know that. So we did a birthday team up, um, and uh, we did a Raven and Zatanna team up for our birthday. It's yes. pretty awesome. Yes, yes. Well, both your Raven and her Zatanna are, uh, sorry, your Zatanna and her Raven are fantastic. So, yeah, that works out. I can't wait to see that. Um, what is the next con we said? The next con you're going at is Montreal. Montreal. And that's in July. That is in July. And then I, you're gonna I be peek into Forest City if I if I can swing the day, no. I will pop in. Um because I was actually asked to attend that by uh Deb just the other day. And I told her I'd have to check the calendar um to see if we can swing it. But we might uh pop in and make an appearance. But if not, um we will definitely be in Montreal uh, for the entire weekend. And mm -hmm. it's gonna be loads of fun. And lots of Trek. <laughs> and then you're going to be at Fan Expo for sure. I, I, yeah, you know, every year I say, I don't know if I'm going to go. And then I go. No, no, you're going to so, be at Fan Expo. We so know you're going to be things. there. It's uh, like, are we going to see you at London by any chance? Um, I plan on it. I do enjoy London. I don't know if anybody here knows this, but I actually grew up in London. I'm a Londoner. Um, and I do actually quite enjoy the London Comic Con as well. Again, it's a little bit of a smaller con, but I actually really like it. And, um, my best friend still lives in London and I drag her out. So she, cause she likes the costumes and stuff. She won't cosplay. I've tried. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I do. Well, I do you didn't dress up for London, London last year either. I didn't. 
I um, almost broke my leg the day before at work and I was barely walking. Oh, wow. but I, I still wanted to come out and see everyone and stuff. So I drove down anyways, um, but I was not in costume. And then I was really disappointed because Robert Picardo was there. Was. And I would have loved to get a picture with him in my seven. And I didn't even know he was going to be there because I broken foot and all. I probably would have tried to squeeze into my costume and, and get a picture at least. Um, so, you know, but I love the video with the predators chasing him through the con. That we is were pretty lucky. Uh, for one, we didn't know he was going to be there either. Um, we just happened to be walking down. Um, we went to see Dane and Dakota from Prey. Yes. And he was at the other end and he spotted us. So as we're walking away, he was running down the line, right? Hey, do you guys want to do a video? Do you guys want to do a video? Like, sure, we'll do a video. So cool. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Uh, that was that kidding. So awesome. And he has a different angle of the same video, which is also pretty funny. That's amazing. Uh, so, yeah. So that was fun. I think uh, he's lovely. So, you know. You know what? I mean, from what I could tell, he's really nice. I mean, he took a picture with us and we did the little video thing. Uh, I was, you know, nerding out. Like, I, I didn't know what to tell him because I had no idea he was going to be there. So I was like, uh, wait, you're, wait, what? <laughs> and we were already woof, being snagged along right. to film a video. And it was like, wait, what's going on here? Yeah, it was, it was something else. Ah, there hey. it is. There it is. We can't what wrap this up without Jeff? showing this Come on, Jeff. one. Come on, Jeff. Come on, I don't know Jeff. who that is. I don't know who that. Uh, Reach out and touch me, honey. Uh, hey. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That is Jeff and Miss Chantal, and that used to be on Jeff's wall. Is it still on your wall somewhere? It is or? still on my wall. Yeah, of course yeah. it is. Were you kidding Aww. me? Of course it is. Yes, it's one of my favorite shoots was... of all time. This was absolutely awesome. I roped Jeff into this. I, I, from the first time I saw his cable, I was like, dude, your cable is like, and I'm a big fan. And Jeff knows I'm a big fan. And so when I put my lady Deadpool together, I Wait, was you're like, a big fan of Jeff's. Yeah. Just, the, just that cosplay. That's just, it. Just, just, that just one. his cable. I mean, anything else She's like, get the fuck away from you nerd. But when I'm wearing that, I she's see. like, that's eh, not bad. So it was it was great because I was as soon as I put together, I was like, Jeff, I'm doing a Lady Deadpool because I think it was already something I had thought of or was in progress at the time. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. And I was like, will you do a shoot with me? Like, I have this idea. I want to recreate the movie posters. So this was actually one of the promo posters for the movie. They had done a thing like this. And yeah, there's also a, a couple of other ones where it's just like a white background and it's cable looking all Sir Grumpy and like Deadpool's just kind of like leaning on him and like loving on him and he's just sort of standing there like you know grumpy and we did a whole thing i actually um convinced my brother to let me use his like spare bedroom to do this photo shoot and so we drove down to london for the day we got all set up jeff came over it was like this little tiny room it was so hot we were like dying and um i brought this big giant inflatable cushion and I was just like, oh, oh okay. I was I was getting the wrong impression there for a second. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no, I I was like convincing Jeff. I was like, oh, cushion, okay. cushion, big giant cushion. Okay. Yeah, and by the way, this is all like manipulation. Like we're not obviously we're not actually doing that. Like I had to try to like get this pose 
so many times. They were like, okay, just stand up on one leg and put the finger. Okay, do that. Okay. No, no, no. Your angle's all wrong. You got to put the leg up a little bit higher. You get to do it. So I'm taking this shot over and over again, just standing like against like a, a static background. She's already got this shot. And then they went and photoshopped the two shots together after that. We've also went to a park. There was like a little local park there too. Yes, there was. So we did some like say anything where she's got like the boom box up and I'm just like sitting on the park bench all fucking grumpy as shit. And yeah, so it was all, I it was, yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, it was very like, yeah, it was like, come here, do this, shoot this. We're both hot. We're both miserable. We're both tired. We're both making it work. And then the shots came in with all the, and I was like, this is, this is dope. This is like the coolest shoot I've ever been part of. This is awesome. So. I got to yeah. lay down on the job. I was just sitting on the cushion the whole time. Like, yeah, for the most part, here. but almost <laughs> like a real actor. AJF. No, no, I, I got, I get posed like a Ken doll and, and they did the rest. I just right, showed right, up. Right. That's, that's what I it do. It was great. I just, I just kept telling him, don't worry. It's going to look good. It's going to yeah, look yeah. good. And she was right. No, it was dope. It was, it was a good time. That's for sure. Yeah. We, we've done a few things together and yeah, obviously anytime, like uh, it's, it's, she's wonderful to work with and she's obviously an enormously talented cosplayer. So. Oh, you yeah, flatter man. me. It's true. You know it's true. I've said that to you several times. I say it in public. Anybody that's listening, you should know. She's talented. <laughs> if she asks to work with you, that's great. If you get a chance to work with her, you should take advantage of it. And I, you know, it's funny. I haven't done a lot of collaborations. Um, actually, somebody asked me about this recently, and they're like, you know, would you ever do a shoot with me? And I was like, absolutely. I think you're awesome. And it's funny because I just don't have people asking me but I'm nine out of 10 times, or probably 9.8 out of 10 times. If I am available, totally. Like, yeah. I can't remember ever somebody approaching me and I'm being like, yeah, you know what? I really don't want to work with you. You I heard it here first, folks. If you want to do a shoot with Miss Chantel, just yeah. go on her Instagram, send her a DM and we'll set it yeah, up. Yeah, hit me up, man. Like, for real. <laughs> like, and photo shoots are totally my thing because, like, I'm by trade, I'm a photographer. So for me to kind of be able to be on both sides of the camera is really fun. And I love set building. I've done a lot of shoots where um, I try to make the set really interesting. Like I did a poison ivy thing where I made like a chair tree thing and I had leaves everywhere. And I did a Cruella thing where I just had everything covered in polka dots. And, you know, and anytime I can like find an excuse to build a funky set, like even when Becca and I shot together, she was like, I was like, what do you want to do? And she's like, let's make a giant moon. So like I printed this like five foot by five foot moon and we lit it with a spotlight. So it looks like it's glowing and it's awesome. And I was just like, I am so down to do anything crazy. Hey, there's my chair tree. <laughs> Took me three weeks to make that thing. I used it for the shoot and then got rid of it. Um, really? I have a problem with oversized props. I never have anywhere to put them after the shoots. Cause I make everything so big. I actually built that in my living room and then couldn't fit it out of my house. It couldn't fit through the door. And we ended up having to like break off part of the trunk and put it back together in the studio because I couldn't transport it. I, my friend actually drove all the way from Ottawa with his truck to move it for me from my house to the studio. Absolute hilarity. I got to really stop doing that. Um, but yeah, so my thing is like, I love creating things. I love building things. I love when people come to me with ideas. So most of the time, if I'm available and I can make it happen, I will. Um, hey, there's the polka dots. I cut out a lot of polka dots. I literally sat at work with my my coworker and we were cutting out circles for like three days. Oh my God. And I'm like, because those are actually paper polka dots. Like they're there. I didn't Photoshop those in. That's awesome. Um, and then I went online and somebody lent me their dogs for a case of beer. I swear to God. Are um, you serious? Wait, yeah, wait, 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 like, wait, wait. I put out a casting. Like, does anybody have Dalmatians? And 
somebody messaged me and they're like, I have two. And I was like, shut up, really? And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, would you come to a photo shoot? And she was like, of course. And I was like, what would you like? Do you want like dog food or like compensation? And she's like, yeah, just get me a case of beer. So I got the dogs for a case of Corona um, twice. They actually came out for me twice. Um, we did the first shoot it was outside, um, but it was super windy and we sort of got defeated by the wind. Um, like the dog's ears were flapping. My wig blew off like three times, almost lost my wig in the river. It was crazy. Um, so that I called her again and I said, Hey, would you come back out? Like I want to do something in the studio so I can control sort of things a little more. And she was like, yeah, sure. And I was like, another case of Corona. She's like, yeah, sure. So there, there we go. I mean, people like Corona, I guess. Um, it was really cool. The dogs were both rescues. They were really, really sweet. Um, it was one of my favorite things that I've done. Uh, cause they puppies, who doesn't like puppies? Um, and I think I only ever did Cruella as a photo shoot. I don't think I ever wore it to a con and it's already like in and out. So there we go. Uh, somebody thought they were Photoshopped in. Oh, the dots, not the dogs. <laughs> yes. yes. No, I, yes. I did. I actually still have, they're everywhere in my house. I keep finding like stacks of circles. Like I'll go and unpack some stuff looking for cosplay supplies and there they are. Dots. Um, not even, dogs, even guys. I dogs. Picture, like I built the floor um, because I needed the checkered floor and I didn't have one. So I went to Michael's and got like, um, what do they call that? Like the, the cardstock. Like they have one by one squares of cardstock. So I just bought black ones and just spaced them out to make it look like a checkered floor. Like it's like, it's really easy to be creative on a budget. Um, if you want to set builds, if you have access to, you know, spaces where you can shoot, I have a whole makeshift studio in my living room for when I get bored. Um, hey, and yes, I was the proud owner of a cage, ladies and gentlemen, it has now been sold to a nice, happy new owner. I'm sure they're ecstatic. Um, but again, that was something that I, big props. I love big props. I'm not going to ask and, why you had a cage, but. You know what's really funny? Actually, it's kind of a funny story. I went into a store one day and there it was in the middle of the floor. And I was like, oh my God, I want that. And I don't know why. It's not like I had any intentions of actually using it for anything. And I was like, that would be a hell of a conversation piece to just throw up in the living room. You know, like, and I made kind of a joke about it. Six years later, I go back to that store and it's in the corner with like boxes in it and it's like being used as storage and i was like you guys still have that thing and they're like yeah we never ended up selling it and i was like message your manager and see what the best price is you can do on that because i'm taking that thing home with me and she called the manager and they ended up giving it to me for cost because they couldn't get rid of the damn thing and i took it home and then it sat in my garage for another six years <laughs> and then i ended up using it for this which ended up being perfect um you know, because why not? Right. And then I I did a composite shot where there's a couple of cages in a row and Harley's in one and Joker's in the other. And they they look like they're in Arkham together. And and then I was like, you know what? I just wanted to use it once before I got rid of it. So I think I had it for yeah, well over a decade. And then I just put it online and I was like, who wants to buy a cage? And sure enough, somebody came and bought it. What they're using it for is probably not cosplay or maybe it is. I don't know. But uh, I'm sure they're happy. <laughs> Again, I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to ask. Um, I think we have to wrap this up. We've been on for almost an hour and a half, and I, I could see hey. uh, the old man here is starting to give me the look of I need to get what? to bed. You know, um, the old man goes to bed early. We all know the old man works at four in the morning. He's got to be up at two, so it's yeah, it's always an early night for this guy. Yes, Aww. yes, yes. I know. Uh, Chantal, for again those that live under a rock and don't know where to find you, what are your socials? Where can they find you? 
Talking to Look, Lindy Cosplay Supplies lives in Iraq. She says, how do I find you, Miss Chantel? There you I go. I have Miss Chantel Cosplay on everything. Um, I don't really Facebook. Um, mostly it's I'm mostly an Instagram uh, user. Mm-hmm. So Miss Chantel Cosplay, Instagram, uh, what is that? Vero, the new one that came and went, all of the other social medias. Um, anything I'm on, I'm on as Miss Chantel Cosplay, but the the easiest way to find me is Instagram. I'm most active on on Instagram. It's my it's my favorite place. It's your main social. It is my main social. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, well, thank you again for coming on. It was fantastic having you on. We'll have to have you on again because I feel like we haven't gone through even half of your cosplays. I, we've barely gone through any of your cosplays, to be honest. So we're, we're definitely going to have to have you on again. Um, Mr. Jeff. Yeah. Um, do you have anything coming up in the next few weeks? Just it's like Forest I said, City, just, uh, that's it. yeah, it's just Forest City on the 24th. So come on out if you're going to be in the London area and uh, enjoy a nice little tidy one day con. I know there's not a whole lot of those anymore, but it's a fun little event. So yeah, that'll be the that'll be the next the next one for me. So I'll be there to judge the cosplay contest. And I will judge you all most harshly. I think you're also on Facebook. You're one of the advertisement pictures, and I believe it's your Green Lantern. It is, yes. And now they're using that also to like to announce me as one of the whatever guests bullshit thing that I'm doing. But yeah, yeah, it's that no that that should that should be fun for sure. And yeah, still kind of recovering from. Uh, Niagara, From Niagara, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a that was a that was a trip, man. That was a thing. So it was good. Hey, Mr. Steve been... Jones is on. Sorry to cut you off there. No, no, that's seen okay. uh, Mr. Groot in London in a while here. Um, yeah. oh, hopefully we'll him. see him at Four City too. I'm like, hey, I follow him. Oh, I'm seeing Mr. Message. I follow here. a lot of these people. I recognize yeah. the names in the chat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Groot says he's having to work on Thursdays now. So that's why he hasn't uh, been able to show here. up. It's uh, okay. That I mean, I wasn't going to come to your house and and you know knock on your door and say, "Why the fuck aren't you listening to our podcast?" But you know, well, he's a massage therapist, so I don't know and, why you don't you just know. put the massage put put us on during a massage so that the, you you're massaging the people and they're getting entertained by our podcast at the same there time. You what, there you go. There you go. The problem. I mean, I we'll, we'll, talk, we'll, name, we'll ASMR it. We'll talk real soft the whole time. Soft, <laughs> different cosplays and oh, I don't have any different conventions and nerds and shit <laughs> i do not have an inside voice so i won't be able to we can work it. on that we, we can right, get there right. chantel i promise you it's good it's fine we'll make it <laughs> is it good Jeff? Just, just just move you further away from the microphone there you go that works yeah. that works like, they aren't all nerds folks needs to go to bed I need to go to bed. Yeah, if you two want to stay up and keep talking, go ahead. But I have to go to bed for sure. You sure do. Uh, Like we were saying, I don't know if we were saying at the top of this show or if we were saying on our pre-show called Technical Difficulties at 645 Eastern Time every Thursday night on Instagram. Um, We are back with our after show. That's right. It is Star Trek uh, Strange New Worlds Season 2. It's finally back. So we are doing the after show again. Make sure you go check us out on YouTube. The show should be out tomorrow. Uh, I know Megan is working on that. I ask, actually, I think she's asking me for some stuff because I think she wants to yeah. up the production value yeah, here. Yeah. So check it out, folks. Bit. It'll be interesting. Uh, so that should be coming out tomorrow. And then, you know, we'll be back next week. Absolutely. What same bad time, same bad channel. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Stay geeky, everybody. See you next time. Aw, yeah.
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Geek Geek Podcast. Like always, if you prefer to listen to us, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. Now make sure you don't forget to click that like and subscribe button as well as the notification bell to make sure you never miss anything. 